Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Miss Delora. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful because, and we back, and we back, and we back, mm-hmm. and we back. <laughs> Hello, Recap Nation. We are back. How y'all doing? How you feeling? How you living? <laughs> I appreciate you guys for sticking with us for an unannounced week off. Um I've been traveling quite a bit, as I've talked about on the mic, and I thought I was going to be able to do the show last week and be prepared, but unfortunately I was not. So I appreciate you, Delora, for the last minute, can we postpone this till next week uh, situation. And I appreciate you guys for allowing me the time, because when I tell you I've been on the move, okay, I've been on the move. So <laughs> my voice is a little, little different, that y'all know why. No problem at all, Ashley. I mean, we started this podcast in 2020 in the middle of a freaking global pandemic. And we're in 2023 now, and we outside. We have full lives, full commitments. I'm telling you, I don't think I've traveled this much in a very, very long time because we're getting ready to go out of town next week for the holiday. Mm -hmm. But you were out of town in Miami. Yeah, well, that was the latest, right? I was in Cancun for my cousin's wedding. Shout out to my cousin, Leah. Congratulations to her and Xavier, hashtag the Franklins on their nuptials. Yeah, it was lovely. Unfortunately, because of it was unseasonably rainy during the time we were there. And so they had to move the ceremony and everything indoors and not do it on the beach like they really wanted. But it was still beautiful and family coming together and all of that was was lovely. Um, And also congratulations to my homegirl, Tamitris. I was in Atlanta for her baby shower and she is now engaged so congratulations all great things that have been happening and then for my last trip that Delora was mentioning guys I went to Miami for the book fair which I didn't even know was a thing like I don't know where all these events happen that just somehow stay off my radar but there's a Miami book fair that has been happening I guess this is the 40th year for it nice and I found out about it, I think I may have mentioned before through Kerry Washington, because she had been doing all the promo and interviews for her memoir, right? And so yes. I was like, oh, I want to check out and see if she's going to be around because I love Kerry Washington. And you've done book tours and you told me how you've enjoyed the experiences. And so yes. she had posted like the list and the last one of the ones, the closest I saw was going to be to me in Florida was in Miami. And I was like, oh, but it's a book fair. Oh, cool. And then when I looked at the lineup, Jada Pinkett Smith was speaking right (laughs) after her. And I was like, oh, two for one bet. So got tickets, 
uh, took the bright line, which if you guys are who are listening are not familiar with what that is, because you probably don't live in the state of Florida. Uh, the bright nope. line is a train that has been built out to connect to multiple cities. And it just got built out to connect Miami to Orlando. And wow. so that happened within this year. And so I took that super convenient, super nice, highly recommend taking nice. the bright line. Very, very nice service. And uh, got down there and got a chance to hear Eva Longoria moderated the Kerry Washington discussion and Lena Waithe moderated the Jada Ooh, discussion. Okay, different world connection because, you know, exactly. Waithe loves Hillman College. <laughs> exactly. So she was very, you know, like fangirlish during the conversation yes. and just, oh, you're my, you were, you know, a leading lady in my life and how much, you know, her career has meant to her. So the interesting difference between the two is, um, you know, all the information we've heard about from Jada uh, leading up has been about her personal life, right? Like about Will yes. and the marriage. But Lena really wanted to lean more on talking about her career because she is like, I think one of the yes. things that's been lost in the conversation has been all of the great roles you played and like your career. And so we got like some great stories from her about Peaches, which, you know, is one of my favorite characters from A Little Down Dirty Shame and how originally Rosie Perez was supposed to be playing that character. And the cast of Set It Off and how she was the first cast member and everybody else was hired around her. She was. Yeah. And she originally wanted to be- I think that was Queen's first movie, I think, wasn't it? I don't, I don't remember her saying whether or not it was her first movie. It could have been, but she said that she came in and murdered the audition. And so- Of course she did because she was No pun rapper. intended, but yeah, no <laughs> pun intended for set it off, but yeah. I, I want to point out two things. One, Queen Latifah's relationship with the Smiths runs deep because you have to remember she was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That was like one of her first acting jobs. I mean, way back when Will's character was still in high school. So I'm throwing that out there. And so the fact that she's worked with both Will and Jada, I'm loving that. And then two, when it comes to Jada Pickett-Smith, she had a beautiful career. It just got completely eclipsed by her husband who has been, you know, we talk about Black Hollywood and the ability to transcend color and Will Smith is one of the few people that have done that. I mean, a more negative way to think of it is like, you know, OJ, you know, OJ was like, I'm OJ. I'm not black. Right. (laughs) Lord Jesus help us. (laughs) Oh, that's a deep cut. But Jada's career in the nineties was popping. She was a bona fide star. Yeah. As well. So just throwing that out there. I mean, I love Jada Pinkett and I wouldn't even say that I feel that Will Smith's career eclipsed hers so much as to your point, like she is, her roles have made her black famous and Mm. I don't know if she's ever had the roles that have come her way that have made her household name in the way of like a Halle Berry because she talked Mm. about the fact that her Halle Mia Long usually would be going up for the same parts yeah Um, and how that kind of went in terms of her selection process and the roles she just knew were for her and those different things Um, so I definitely understand that but Jada Pinkett 
I I have always enjoyed Jada Pinkett on screen. And so Lena was asking her, like, are you going to, you know, do another role at some point soon? Because I think the last thing she did was Gotham. And yes. she talked about that she part. She was good in Gotham. Yeah. And she said that was the last role that she really got excited about. Right. So um, hopefully, you know, she will come back and she will continue to uh, not come back because she said, I'm not retired. But hopefully she continues to act because I do personally like I love uh, Peaches and I love uh, Lena James and I love so many of the characters that she's played over the years so I enjoy her so much as an actress and I said that before I even went I was like you know I never get a chance to hear her talk about her career anymore because all her interviews are about the messiness of her personal life so I appreciated that um, and now I finally got copies of both ladies books and Carrie Washington let me tell you something Carrie Washington knows how to do uh, interview she knows how to have a conversation oh, she was yes. so yes and I don't even like to use the word eloquent because I feel like white people use that uh, about black people as if we don't but have I understand what you mean the intelligence but I'm saying she's so and Ava Longoria said this she's just very thoughtful and the way that she mm -hmm. articulates her thoughts comes across so well in terms of understanding her messaging so I've heard a lot of the things that she said during the the conversation because I've listened to multiple of her interviews but the most impactful were probably like the Q&A questions and some of her answers to some of the audience questions that people had for her. And she was just delightful. Like one lady even asked her, she was like, you know, loved all the story and background, but we didn't get your love story. You know, you barely told us anything about your husband. And she was like, I appreciate that feedback, but you know, I make the decisions I make about protecting my personal life. And that's my decision to make. But thank you so much for the question. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she was very, she was so lovely, but you know, I totally and agree. To that's fair, not anybody else's business. She's been publicly embarrassed um, by John Mayer, who ugh, I used to love so much. The first three albums are everything. And she had a pretty public engagement before what did husband. john mayer say about carrie washington do you remember he did a playboy interview and I he was that. spilling all the tea calling jessica simpson sexual maypalm talking with katie perry and he mentioned carrie washington in a throwaway line alluding to her ability to give head i'm just gonna throw it out there allegedly i'm just gonna put that out there as well uh, <laughs> i so, had never that's a revelation to me i had never heard that he had name dropped her in any capacity that's like the brie situation on selling sunset and the michael b jordan reference like i don't think i would have <laughs> known about it had i not watched the show you know what i'm saying but i don't want to take up too much time I, I say all this to say that i think that they do a wonderful job uh, from what I see with putting on the book fair. There is um, the actual street fair that's coming up, but, you know, this was kind of like the kickoff to the book fair. So next year, hopefully I'll get to go to more events and hear more people and, you know, really dive into it because, you know, we love to read on this podcast. So it was a great opportunity and a great experience. And shout out to my girl, Loretta, who joined me. Great times. And then, okay, I'm going to clarify the statement. This is back from 2010. I am looking at a Us Weekly. You remember them? <laughs> John Mayer slammed for racist remarks in Play 
boy essentially he says that his man part is a white supremacist and that he finds Kerry Washington to be super hot and she's also white girl crazy he said that <laughs> this is insane he was like yeah um okay Kerry Washington would break your heart like a white girl just all of a sudden she'd be like yeah I suck his dick whatever oh my gosh I don't want to keep going but that's what happened back in the day and we love Carrie Washington she is our Olivia Pope she is now a married woman with children that happened in our pop culture history literally 13 years ago so hmm. <laughs> Ashley interesting. your face yeah interesting well I mean obviously her husband is a uh, was the keeper and uh i understand why so yeah he's a hands man all right let's go ahead and get into our headlines kravis had a baby boy kravis that is courtney kardashian and travis barker had their first child together they already have six kids between the two of them they welcome a healthy baby boy, I think it's worth mentioning. A lot of drama has gone on with this baby. And I shouldn't even say drama. So the announcement was adorable. I'm looking at people.com here. It says, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker welcomes first baby together. And we first talked about them in our headlines back in June when she had the sign, Travis, I'm pregnant, which is a callback to his Blink 182 days. He still rocks with them, but you know, Travis is a badass. He'd be drumming for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like these typical articles they wedded back in 2022 in a very italian dolce and gabbana kind of way and you know everything's going well uh honestly i think it's either today or yesterday was travis's birthday and everything is hot and heavy between the couple congratulations (laughs) ashley congratulations i tried to sit through their wedding thing on hulu i couldn't make it I couldn't make it, uh, but yeah. very happy for them. I've said this. I love the fact that Courtney found such a beautiful love story. Um, yes. Later in life, we were yes. around for all the drama with Scott and everything Child. that happened there. So I've always been super happy and excited for um, her and for Travis. And obviously with the surgery that she had to go through, surgery scare she had to go through during her pregnancy, I'm glad that the baby was delivered happy and healthy. And obviously we'll see more in the future because, you know, they can't not take pictures of this family. So exactly. More and to thank come. you for Highlighting the surgery, that's what I was alluded to in terms of the drama. Back in September, she had a scare and had an urgent fetal surgery. But yeah, everybody's home, happy and safe. So congrats. You know, Courtney has become my favorite Kardashian. I didn't think I would have one of those. Um, (laughs) But if I had to pick, it might be her. Yeah, I don't know if I told you, but I started watching the freaking Kardashians again. No, I no. Did. Yep. What? Sorry, guys. 
Yeah. And blame, you know, you can blame, blame Lakeith Stanfield because he is on a show on Apple TV that I started yes. watching and it the terrified changeling. the changeling. I made it to episode, I think three, and it terrified me. Like, I was like, I'm going to have freaking nightmares if I don't watch something else after this. Cause y'all know, I've talked about this. I don't do the ghosts and demon stuff. And so Correct. there's, it's supernatural, but I wasn't yes. expecting it to take that turn. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like we're done. <laughs> right. So you and needed I was like, a palate cleanser. I needed something light and fluffy and something that was just going to be like, take my heart to a different and mind to a different place. And I was like, I ain't got, there's nothing to watch. Right. And I just was scrolling Hulu and I was like, fuck it. Let's turn on the Kardashians. I binged, I binged every episode. Oh and so now gosh. I watch, girl, I watch it again weekly. And I'm like, why do I watch this garbage? Because now they're trying to do this whole again redemption story for Tristan. And I'm like, oh, no. y'all don't throw this man in oh, the trash. No. Dora, you know what bothers me too is it's like the family really wants Chloe to be with Tristan. And I just struggle so hard to believe that y'all love this woman, but will want her to be with that man. Like I struggle, like your own mama is sitting in these interviews. Chris is sitting in these, in these interviews talking about, I just don't want her to have any regrets if she doesn't give this another shot in a monogamous relationship. Girl, they ain't never been in a monogamous relationship. Ooh, what you talking God. about? He been cheating on her every day his goddamn life as far as I've seen. I feel like that's how they get these men in the first time, the in the first place. It's, it's real white woman. <laughs> I know you always feel like there's there's messy transitions and it probably has been, but I will tell you what, neither here nor there when it comes to family support, right? This is your family member. Y'all are supposed, if nobody else is supposed to have Chloe's back, y'all, my mom, my sisters, everybody's supposed to have Chloe's back in that family. So why are y'all encouraging her to be with the man who has publicly cheated on her multiple times? And like Chloe's like, you know, I'm not in this. early labor with their child. Because and then the he manipulated the situation even with the second kid because she said, had I known, like he literally was, was pushing for her to go ahead and move forward with the getting the surrogate pregnant. She was like, she, I think he did that because he knew that the information was going to be dropping about him getting pregnant this other woman. So I'm like, so Y'all don't see this. Y'all don't see this as character of this man and how he's treated Chloe, but y'all would still want, it It baffles me and it makes me really sad sometimes when I watch and, it. And let me clarify, this is like wealthy white women behavior. Like, you know me, I love a good billionaire story and it's like, oh, it's okay. He cheated. We'll take him back. Like, no, thank you. You don't really love her then. And honestly, <laughs> It, it it takes one to know one. And Chris, has they have been on her behind for cheating on Robert Kardashian. Well, we brought it up again in a recent episode. She was and like, who's like your mindset when you cheated on my exactly, dad? Exactly, exactly. Like, I feel like Chris is like, I've been there, done that. Give, give him another chance. And it's like, mama, no, not today. Don't need that well, advice. You see, Robert ain't never get back with her. So he never, and he remarried. daddy crazy Learn from your daddy all i will say is chloe does not seem like she's going to try to do that at least anytime soon and i hope it the case is never but that's one of the biggest things for me about watching it i do like that they um because i used to say this about watching housewives and stuff when you have these really successful women i want to see examples of them being successful in business and so independent I do, 
I do enjoy a man. Yes, I do enjoy now that they do highlight a lot more about their businesses, right? Like you see the episodes where Kim is going to Harvard to speak to Harvard Business School students. You do see more about their business endeavors. Chloe doing Good American, uh, you know, Courtney doing Poosh, all of this. Like, yeah, y'all should be. That is a something you should use your power and your platform to do is help, help other women and other people see how you're able to be successful in your career. So I do enjoy that about this uh, iteration of the Kardashians. I will say that. I'll give them those flowers. I will they can miss me with Tristan. I will say two things. I'm surprised they want Tristan back because honestly, the Kardashians utilize their romantic relationships the same way they manipulate their bodies. It's based off of the latest trend and will get them the amount of attention they desire. And Tristan ain't the young boy in the NBA anymore. You know what I mean? And so... At this rate, do they just want him around? Because don't get me wrong, he's still cute, he's still tall, sure. But is it because he's, you know, the father of her child, or does she just not wanna end up with Bob in accounting? Like, <laughs> what did the grandma like? Call? Grandma said she said, <laughs> "Why not just date like an accountant?" Or, you know, I was like, such sage advice that I don't think any of them will ever follow. I don't think they will ever follow. And then the second part I was gonna say, Ashley, is. I've been tempted to watch again and and only because I love watching their show for two reasons. Their interior decorated and their cars. They do have some beautiful cars. Their interior decor <laughs> is getting a little bland to me because they all do the bare basic palette, color palette now. Mm. And that really bores me. Like, I'm not saying that I am a visually like color pop person usually but y'all have top tier money y'all could redecorate your house every other fucking day i want to see some decor and not kim's house because her house looks like a museum and i'm like it doesn't look like you said lived in but yeah i mean chloe's new house is is pretty plush from some of the stuff they've shown the houses that her and chris built side by side chloe's house is plush looks pretty nice but yeah, girl. So I'm back on the Kardashian train for a little bit. We'll see how long this lasts. Because like I said, they keep trying to push this Tristan storyline. I'm going to write a letter to Hulu and say this is abuse. Tired of seeing this shit. Crazy, crazy. But anyway, right. congrats to Kravis. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> All right, Ashley. On to... <sighs> People who actually have talent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people were right. People liked uh, Kim's role in uh, American Horror Story. Did you watch it? I did not. I've been off the American Horror Story bandwagon for some time now. But I was referring to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction class 2023. I am s- simply going to highlight the people that are relevant to you and I, Ashley. Major deal, the ceremony streamed live on November 3rd. So it's also available on Disney+. And I wanted to highlight it because the very first female rapper was inducted. I am talking about the Missy Elliott. She was introduced by the one, the only Queen Latifah. Uh, One of the things that was so beautiful about what Queen Latifah said in her introduction was, you feel free 
you want to try something wild thank missy and i'm paraphrasing and i thought that was absolutely beautiful because missy elliott's music videos her mm-hmm. music is timeless ashley mm-hmm. like it'd be rocking mm-hmm. to this day to this day okay that's me she thanked everybody from her her family of course in timberland uh she was the she was the one inductee that i was super super excited about but before I get your thoughts, I also want to highlight that the Sheryl Crow was nominated, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners. We have DJ Cool Hurric, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. And Don Cornelius, just to name a few. Ashley, it's official. I have to watch because I haven't actually got a chance to watch. But Missy Elliott, to your point, when they even first announced it, it was like, oh, my God. Like, Missy Elliott is an icon, right? I've loved Missy Elliott, her own music, as well as just her contributions to music through artists I love, like Aaliyah. You know, the signature sounds that her and Timberland have created over the years are just iconic and just live rent-free in my head. So, you know so well deserved i'm so glad to see people get their flowers um while they're still alive and to be the first female rapper has to mean so much to her because there's been so many people before who have blazed this trail including queen latifah exactly for this moment and i'm sure she's hoping that you know she's not the last uh shaka khan shaka khan what else can i say like i freaking love shaka khan (laughs) Uh, so very excited for her. R.I.P. Don Cornelius. Um, Ooh, girl. Legend. Legend. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that he got recognized and, you know, Cheryl Crow, I'm not a huge Cheryl Crow fan in terms of music, but I've always admired Cheryl Crow and she, through her health battles and through a lot of the things she's gone through, just resilient and just, you know, timeless in certain ways. And so I'm really happy to see that she made it in as well. George Michael, again, rest in peace. It was a good group. It was an impressive group. So I'm happy for all of the uh, 2023 inductees. Absolutely. I met Shaka Khan in person. Is she little? Girl, she is so little, but her booty is out of this world. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. That was, Those were the two attributes that comes to mind. Oh, three. Her height, her booty, and her hair. Always mm. big hair. And mm. she was lovely you know i'm from detroit and honestly i've met a lot of people being in detroit especially in the music industry and she was just randomly checking in a hotel and we were in the area and i was like my dad was like that's shaka khan i was like you think so mind you i was like teenager so like high school i was like hi i introduced myself she was lovely like i said she was lovely, but she has very, very out <laughs> outstanding features that are like, wow, you know, mm. and I think it's all her. Like it's, it, this was before the BBLs. Okay. Oh yeah. She's of, of a different era for sure. Exactly. She was of the stack house era. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so. All you gotta do is look at people's legs. You'll know. 
Woo! But that's the match. All right. Speaking of beauty, people's sexiest man alive went to the one, the only Patrick Dempsey. You know what tickled me the most? Mind you, she he is getting this after my former boo, Chris Evans, Captain America, okay? Mm-hmm. This was a surprise, actually. Like, what cracks me up is that we were just talking about how Patrick Dempsey aged like wine. He is just fine and fine with time in our recap of No Hard Feelings. And mm-hmm. so for this to be announced literally the next day, I, I giggled. I cackled. I was like, if this if this podcast isn't one thing, we are on the pulse. <laughs> I thought about that too when it was announced. I was like, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> Where's my magic ball? Put it next uh, to me. So were you surprised by this announcement? And if it were up to you, who would be your choice for sexiest man alive? Mm, it was surprising just because I thought that he would have gotten it during the height of the McDreamy era. Girl, right? That's obviously because a lot of times with people's sexiest man is not just about being sexy, which Patrick Dempsey is. It's about where you are in terms of like pop culture and the height of your fame in certain ways and all of that, right? Coming projects. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why it was surprising to me, but Hey, no one was more surprising than Blake Shelton. So, um, there you go. But the dark uh, ages, anyone else that I would have given it to this year, I remember seeing a couple names floating and now I'm blanking on who they were, but I mean, there are so many beautiful (laughs) There are so many beautiful (laughs) men that obviously every year it's like could have gotten this award. I'm trying to think of like who's hot in their career right now. Tell me who you had, because I know you have some names. Let me not waste airtime. Who did you have on your list? Oh, I actually, I can't say if I like had a list and this is just solely based off of um, popularity. But I would have thought a Glenn Powell would have gotten it. He's the I saw young... his booty cheeks out. Did he? Yeah, he was on the cover of some booty cheeks out. Well, he he's on the cover of GQ, but he had a scarf on his head, I thought. I don't think the booty cheeks out is actually on the cover. He was on the cover of a magazine, and in the magazine, there's a picture of him with his booty cheeks out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the cover photo, but yeah, it was floating on social media. Um, I saw this online and I was like, speaking of, okay, so before I, I go into my next potential candidate, it's worth mentioning that Patrick Dempsey himself said that he has always been the bridesmaid and never a bride. Um, uh, he was I don't in know, that movie, that movie where he was the yes, best, the maid, the maid of was, honor. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And he does actually have a movie coming out called Ferrari, which, you know, he loves his cars. That's one thing that, you know, being a fan of Grey's Anatomy, you 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 know these things. But you know who should get it, who has not gotten it? Hmm. Morris Chestnut. Okay. Absolutely. I would love for him to get it. He's still, 
is still fine. Like, absolutely. <laughs> so, I told you, I got a chance to see him in the flesh. He is absolutely yes. still yes. fine. Um, I hate to be a like a. We want to give Usher everything, but Usher could have gotten it this year. Ooh, Usher could have gotten sexiest a in run. Absolutely, Usher could have absolutely gotten it this year. Speaking of being on the pulse of pop culture. I think I would have been right because the last time we had this conversation, I had this statement and I said it with all my chest, but uh, I like to give a disclaimer. If the person were to remain, you know, an upstanding citizen, things would have worked out. But I really did think that (sighs) Jonathan, Jonathan Majors would have gotten it. So that's who I was thinking about when I said I have to think about who's hot in their career. That was the first face that popped into my mind. And I was like, well, obviously that wasn't going to happen, right? Because, yeah, you talk about career, you talk about sex appeal that, you know, he's had and all of that. But yeah, he was was geared up to be the villain for the Marvel Universe. And that the Kang Dynasty is falling apart like a house of cards right now. Yeah, twas not to be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, so many beautiful men that could be on the cover. So I'm glad, you know, Patrick deserves his moment. He's a beautiful man. So good for you, sir. Congrats, Patrick. All right. While we were away, the end of sex strike happened. I know it's a a new temporary contract, but it, Actors are back to work, and I am looking at CBS News uh, for six things actors got in the new contract. So, number one, minimum compensation increases. It says performers will earn 7% wage increase effective immediately. The initial pay hike will be followed by a 4% increase on July 1st, 2024, and a 3.5% increase on July 1st of 2025. So this is good news because, you know, more money. Ideally, you want to be inflation. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got a little bit of that. Also, number two, streaming bonuses. The new contract calls for actors to earn a successful payment, a success payment, along with the usual residual payments if they work on a streaming project that attracts a significant number of viewers. That is super important, you know, in our ongoing conversations around the strike, even Mandy Moore at the height of freaking This Is Us, barely got a dollar paycheck for being Rebecca. Mm-hmm. crazy insanity number three disclosure of viewership stats that is major it says on high budget streaming productions streaming producers will be required to disclose the total number of hours the content was streamed both in the u.s and canada and abroad for each quarter And I I think that's wonderful because it gives the performers leverage when it comes to their contracts negotiations on getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, it's great that the the WGA and SAG were able to get the the data in their agreements. Yes, ma'am. Number four, 
limits on artificial intelligence. That was one of the major, major stress points. Uh, Number five, minimum number of background actors. It's going to be increased the number of background actors to be hired on union terms on the West Coast to equal the minimum number in New York. Look at that. And then number six, relocation bonuses. Performers in series who have to relocate for work will be entitled to a maximum location relocation benefit of up to $5,000 a month for six months. That is a 200% increase of the previous amount. Ashley, what do you think about these changes, these agreements? Just like I was happy with when the writer's strike ended and it seemed that they got everything that they asked for and needed to be able to continue forward. I'm so glad that the actors um, and the SAG strike um, seem to have done the same. Friend Drescher, you know, kudos, because I didn't even know before all this that she was president and seems like she really did what needed to be done as a part of her duties. It's funny because me and my mom watched The Beautician and the Beast while we were in Cancun randomly. Uh, oh my, my mom was like, my mom didn't even know who Fran Drescher was. I was like, what? You never watched The, the Nanny? Nanny? What are you saying? What? Um, so now she knows who Fran Drescher is. And yeah, I'm just, as a fan of entertainment, particularly TV and film. Yes. I'm just ready for everybody to get back to work, baby. Like, obviously- it seems that the creatives are excited themselves because everybody been popping out for everything. And I cannot wait to see what is going to come out next because there's been some good stuff we've still been able to watch and talk about, but I know them pins are back blazing on some paper and I know these actors are ready to go and pour their hearts out in some of these roles. So I'm just, I'm excited for everybody to be able to get back to work uh, not only to make a living, but to create the art that we love. So exciting times. And hopefully won't have to do this shit again in three years. Girl, that is what I'm saying. I'm super excited for it. One of my favorite memes is um, a picture of Odoo from the bear. <laughs> and it's like, I need uh, 75 hot one interviews you know, 14 <laughs> sing-alongs. Like, I'm looking forward to an influx of the content that we have come to <laughs> love when it comes to, like, just the different interviews, the the red carpets. Like you said, everybody's outside now. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Yeah, the most notable red carpet so far has been the upcoming Hunger Games movie, and I still got to finish that damn book. I have no desire to finish that book at this rate. <laughs> I'm like, let me just watch this movie. <laughs> it was so like, guys, no spoilers, but it was so much more barbaric. If that's even possible from the original trilogy, um, it was hard to like digest. So I don't even know. Like, I don't think I'm going to go see this movie in theaters. I think I'm going to watch it at home so I can pause. because. <laughs> The trauma, like y'all, we we forget sometimes what these were kids. These are children that they put in these predicaments. And that's really hard for me to watch. So, but I'm sure Viola's about to put on a show. 
she said recently on a late night interview they asked her how do you feel about playing a villain and she's like it's freeing she's excited for it because she'll remind people that she's an actress <laughs> and she's played actress. a villain before for sure part of some of the dc projects and yeah stuff she like was that morally gray in that project but yeah, i was gonna yeah. say this is different like i think she evil evil in this i so. think so too I think so too. Let's go ahead and get into our hot topics. All right. We have two this week. I'm saving my energy for the last one. (laughs) Girl, I was debating. I was going back and forth on like when I should talk about it. (laughs) Oh, anyway. The 2024 Grammy nominations were announced and there's a lot to be celebrated and there are also some snubs so let's go through the top awards shall we record of the year we have worship by john baptiste not strong enough by boy genius flowers miley cyrus what was i made for from barbie billy eilish Oh my mama, Victoria <laughs> Monet, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, Anti-Hero, yes, it's you, Taylor, Swift, and Kill <laughs> Bill by SZA. Album of the Year, we have World Music Radio by John Baptiste, The Record by Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus, do you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey? The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monet, Guts, Olivia Rodrigo, Midnight's Taylor Swift, and SOS by SZA. Song of the Year, A&W. This is a Lana Del Rey song, Anti-Hero by Taylor Swift, Butterfly, John Baptiste. Dance the Night by Dula Lipa, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill, SZA, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish, Best New Artist, Gracie Adams, Fred Again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan, and Victoria Monet. Those are the big four, Ashley. I want to know who you're rooting for. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, One more new artist of the year or new, sorry, best new artist, The War and Treaty. I'm on Variety. And unfortunately, that last name was under an advertisement. Ashley, who you rooting for? I'm rooting for Victoria Monet to have a really big night. I really think that she deserves some of these awards particularly for me it would be like best new artist right now I mean it's I love Coco Jones as well and I'm not taking anything away from Coco Jones but I think Victoria Monet is in a moment and the fact that she got essentially snubbed by the MTV VMAs is so when they said she was not ready yeah sis just got what six nominations seven Seven. Thank you. I'm glad that you say that because let's also realize that SZA leads with nine. Num. 
And I think SZA is going to have a great night as well. I just want Victoria Monet to also have a great night. Like I want her to win at least one thing, whether it's it, whether it's Best New Artist or whether it's going to be something else in like the R&B category. Just I would love for her to have a great night and to pick up some hardware. SZA, I mean, SZA had an outstanding album that people loved. So I have no doubt she's going to win a few things. Billie um, Eilish as well. Um, um. SZA okay. has gone through this before and came out empty handed. And so I am scared. Honestly, her first Grammy was when she did the collab with Doja Cat. Will you kiss me? Though? And so more of a pop appeal to it. I'm nervous. I because I love SZA and she was heartbroken. And the last time that has happened before was India Ari. She was nominated for a lot and came up empty-handed. I'm like, don't be acting dusty toward these black girls. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we have this, I feel like we have this conversation every year with the Grammys um, and the disillusionment from black artists about receiving the accolades that they deserve. I mean, again, if if it's up to me, they SZA will have a great night. Her album was outstanding and people have raved and loved it. So it's a no-brainer to me. But whether or not she actually picks up anything or not is irrelevant because I don't personally care about the Grammys the way I once did. I say that every year and I mean it. But since we're talking about it, you know, I hope these ladies get the love they deserve. Billie Eilish, I think, is also going to have a great night. I literally just watched the video for what was I made for Girl, and tears. I love I love me some Billie Eilish like yes. if there's one white girl in the game that like I would pay money to go see it's Billie Eilish that Not voice Adele. how do I say this Adele is unmatched vocally but Adele would put me to sleep if I went and saw her in concert. And I say that as somebody who as much as I love Whitney Houston I saw her as a child and I did fall asleep because I enjoy an entertainment value if I go to a concert right I want a production yeah and if you just stand and sing that's beautiful I can watch you on my tv right or I can listen to your album I don't necessarily need to see you in person but you know Billie Eilish be doing the most jumping around and stuff and God bless she her does. with those legs you know she, she she be doing a lot but I also just think that she would give me a show and so I would see I would definitely pay to go see Billy in concert because her voice is beautiful and that song that video mm-hmm. pitch perfect for the film so I hope Billy yes. gets some gets some awards as well and that's those are my those are my tops what about you for me super excited about Victoria Monet and all the love she's getting for this record. I think it's wonderful. She is having this moment, but she has been in the industry for some time. Like she's, she's first a writer and, and then also a performer in terms of how the public has gotten to know her with her writing songs for Ariana Grande and a myriad of other artists, you know, Um, who was her ex? Kalani. Kalani. Also. Yeah. So when I saw On My Mama being nominated for multiple um, uh, entries in the big four, I was like, yo, I knew the song was everything to me, but I'm glad that it's getting some of the love that I feel like it deserves. So for record of the year, I feel like I'm rooting for On My Mama, but I can definitely see Taylor taking it. Because, you know, hi, it's me. I'm the problem, it's me. It's kind of been everywhere. 
Um, and honestly, the Taylor mania of this year has been pretty intense. And Kill Bill also has the chance. So for me, my top three, I don't have a particular order, but those are the three I think that have that, the greatest chances of winning. Album of the year. I'm, I'm I'm rooting for SZA. I don't know if she'll get it though, because Taylor's been killing this category for some time. They love her, you know. Song of the year, I'm gonna go for Kill Bill and Best New Artist. It's honestly between Coco Jones and Victoria Monet, like wholeheartedly. I think it's worth mentioning Yeta girl power because mm-hmm. the girls are dominating in strong in, i mean strong and i'm super excited to see it and i love it um i wanted to talk about some snubs all right i am looking at uh billboard snubs and surprises of 2024 grammy nominations i think it's interesting that they said that it was a surprise that john baptiste got nominated and i'm like sir racked up two years ago with his Mm -hmm. album we are so i don't know why that's a bit of a surprise in terms of other snubs i guess uh korea k-pop isn't getting as much love as they anticipated in this article and doja cat to get snubbed even though she has the number one song on Hot 100, Paint the Town Red. So the Academy is not liking that turn that she made there. (laughs) Who snubbed, in your opinion, Ashley? I didn't even think about any snubs. Um, I don't think beyond the headlines I saw about like, oh, Latin music not getting as much love, especially when you think about the last couple of years and people um, people like Bad Bunny who have won some top tier awards and things um and then they talked about one country artist but i mean yeah there wasn't anything Luke outstanding Combs. to me that i was like oh can't believe such and such didn't get nominated this year so there was you nothing know, substantial for me for me my personal snub um that i was surprised that she didn't even get much word on in the press chloe chloe her debut album did not make it. Her sister had that single and she got Angel. nominated. So yeah. I was really surprised by that. So, you know, I think when it comes to Chloe, she'll, t- she'll take notes, regroup, and then come back even stronger because the talent is there. Honestly, the last, their last Chloe and Haley album was fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope they come back together. Grammy then, but mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Ashley, let's go into our final hot topic. I am looking at USA Today. It says, Kiki Palmer obtains restraining order against son's father after alleging domestic violence. We have talked about Kiki Palmer and her relationship with Darius Jackson. Honestly, when we first started talking about them on our podcast, we were... Excited for Kiki because she was excited. She introduced us to her baby bump when she hosted Saturday Night Live, which was a major, major deal. She had that baby and she kept on walking because guess what? She keeps a check. Okay, Ashley. And her baby daddy was just right there along for the ride. And then things start taking a turn. She 
pops that baby out. She's feeling herself because when I tell you after having a baby, it is a learning curve to figure out like who you are in this new space with so much demand, both physically and mentally for this child that you brought into the world and for her maintaining a career. Mm -hmm. She went out with the girls, saw Usher, and baby daddy had a problem. Time out, use a mom. And the internet was all in a hoopla. Kiki went on all the talk shows and pretty much told the world to mind our business. She gonna stay by her man. But then when they started reporting on her filing papers for restraining orders, I'm like, what is this? And she not only filed a restraining order, she she filed for sole custody physical legal and phys- legal and physical custody of their eight-month-old child and release photos of the alleged crimes of her partner Darius Jackson and it has been a shit show on the internet ever since since her filing she has been granted custody in the restraining order and in efforts for him to prove his quote-unquote innocence, he records her mama on the phone. I'm like, sir, you are not looking innocent based off of these text messages and audio files that you're releasing to the public. Not at all. Not at all. I think it's just an opportunity to try to take everybody down, you know, to bring everybody into the mud with him because this was shocking, right? Like we thought, oh, maybe he's, you know, petty jealous yeah, twitter insecure. fingers were a little, yeah twitter fingers went a little crazy one time whatever yep. you want to still be with him we talked about this on the mic do you do you okay it's none of our business to your point but this the night i think it dropped the, about the restraining order about the filing for custody it was like oh this is way deeper and uglier than any of us as fans could have imagined in terms of the situation And so it was like, where there's smoke, there's fire in this case. And it was really sad because as private as Kiki has been about her personal life over the years, for this to deteriorate to the point that it did the first time, and now everything is super, super public in terms of the footage being released, in terms of the voicemails now he's trying to release, in terms of, you know, just the whole scenario that you're gonna have to go through both in the court and in public opinion is just heartbreaking you know so think that this man has been putting his hands on her for two years and that you know she had a child with him and he's tossing her down the steps and tossing her over couches and calling her out her name and the mental abuse and the physical abuse like it just is heartbreaking because we've seen Kiki is a part of our lives in a certain way because we've seen her grow up her like she little cousin she little sister and so obviously we've seen the black community rallying around her in the comments section of the shade room and all that sort of thing and to your point him releasing the voicemails I'm not condoning everything Kiki's mom said in some of those voice in some of the voicemail because some of it was 
ugly, but in the heat of the moment and in for the sake of trying to protect your child, it was it's no holes barred to me. Like if you recorded me in the heat of you <laughs> trying to fuck around with my daughter, you that <laughs> that she was pretty tame because I was like every other yep. word would have had to be bleeped from me. Like and first of all, I'm not talking to you over the phone. I'm bringing me Thank you. everybody with me to the house, and y'all gonna have us on camera in a physical altercation if you putting your hands on my child. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just threats over a voicemail that's tame compared to what some people would have done in that situation and so the back and forth the text between the moms and all this stuff and Sharunas, like i said him trying to get involved if you want to go down with your brother sir that's on you because exactly. you're in a whole custody battle with yes. your baby mama too Yes, and she said she's gonna speak Please. on things when you know the time is right so if you want to ruin your career because of the shit that your brother is doing, that's fully up to you. And whatever else, you, skeletons you may have in your closet too. But I tell you, it's ugly. It makes me so sad. It's so unfortunate for Kiki. But, you know, I don't think this is going to stop. As long as Kiki has the support around her that she needs, it's not going to stop her success that we've seen career-wise, right? She right. just got announced as the host for the Soul Train Music Awards. Keep I'm sure check. she's going to get a standing ove. When she comes out on that stage, because all the black people in the room love her. And so, and you know, black creatives, everybody was probably calling her like, hey, let me know what you need. I can't wait for Issa to be in an interview because I can't wait to hear what they what they about to ask Issa. <laughs> because <laughs> these are two people who are in her orbit, right? I feel like the fact that she has been in the public eye for 22 years and has never had never. anything remotely close to this level of drama. That hurts my heart for her career as well. Because now this is an ugly stain that people are going to reference in a point, you know, in this moment in time. You remember that time when, and you know, I'm also reminded of our fave tina turner and the decision of coming out with her story and it's not that she regretted it but she obviously hated talking about it like she didn't want to be she didn't want to have to exactly but unfortunately that has been like a main point in her story i'm not saying that's the case for kiki because unfortunately i hate to bring this up but Rihanna has been able to, um, you know, have a career that is, that surpasses that moment in time for her life. Mm -hmm. Um, so Kiki has examples, but it's just, it really, it pisses me off. And I, he's a quote unquote wannabe actor. I don't see that happening for him at all. And he needs to go to jail. (laughs) Like you don't put your hands Mm-hmm. and she got so we saw the steals but there's a video mm-hmm. and for him to be so antagonistic on the phone with her mom i couldn't listen to the whole thing because it pissed me off it's and everybody's really, really ugly it's very ugly and people unknowing people catching strays ashley <laughs> the internet allegedly is taking a hold of that that video call that video called the audio and the mama says something about usher i'm like at this point he could <laughs> it's hearsay and he recorded it i don't know if, what the laws are in um california so 
I'm like, can can Usher just have a a, a comeback and just do the Super Bowl without any drama about his life? Y'all, I ain't gonna say it on the mic. Y'all just look it up. It's a mess. And oh, look I at just, you. Look at you not not saying what was said on the on the voicemail. I don't like the idea of outing people. You know what I mean? Like we don't even know if it's true or not. That's the whole reason why I didn't say much about even the we suing the Jada is claiming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, of Will, yeah, that's fresh. Well, she did go on the Breakfast Club. Remember we talked about whether or not she, she didn't do any promo on the Breakfast Club. I was like, see, she needs to settle never books. know. <laughs> Just never know popping up on the breakfast club. Jada Pinkett Smith popping up on the breakfast club. Okay. Why is she there with pillows on her back though? Like, okay, I'm here. Oh, she's she comfy. Got- she's comfy. She's uh, she's been comfy throughout. I, I'm gonna tell y'all a story in the next episode because I, I had a run in with her at the book fair. So what? Yeah, I'm gonna yes. save it. I'm gonna yes. save it for the next episode. Come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, Ashley. Any other thoughts on Kiki Palmer's legal? situation i'm just hoping for the best i think i told you through text and again i just said it probably a minute ago i just hope she has really good support around her like i'm so sad that her mom is getting dragged into this um her mom speaking out period was shocking because her mom is usually in the background not getting involved in anything i mean the same with kiki right they've been unproblematic figures and not someone that's ever needed to step into the shit in this way before ability to go in and out of talk show hosting game show hosting movies tv yeah it's have they talked about this on the view because sarah must have some thoughts exactly i don't know i haven't watched the view in some time um but and all of them because kiki's been on yeah but kiki's been on the show so all of them sure but yeah sarah with the talk show history that they have together that's a great mess it's a mess i really hope that they're able to on kiki's side figure out the best course forward again both uh with the legal situation as well as you know however she wants to handle it in the court of public opinion um and just you know put him in the rear view because man never thought he was this much of a trash human being so well i watched her on the tarot show i saw her episode recently because i watched uh almost all of his destiny child episodes (laughs) um with kelly and michelle and i started the little toya one but kiki talked about her relationship with him and how she was like oh he was so down to earth and he was so happy to have a drink with me and i thought you don't need a future, you need a Russell. And she was just speaking so highly about him and to find out that she has been enduring that, it's just, it's heartbreaking. I'm praying for her and her baby and her family. Yep. But honestly- I watched it too. I watched that too. And you just never know what's really going on. never know. Oof. All right, Ashley, that's all I got. What are we recapping for next week? We are recapping a comedy and it is dad centric. <laughs> and it is the directorial debut for comedian Bill Burr. 
And this is Old Dads, released on Netflix. This movie is so funny, but inappropriate. So I'm really curious to see how our conversation is going to go. Because I think that's part of the point, right? Is the kind of basis of the movie is around being an older parent and trying to navigate today's society as a parent but uh some of these jokes they got off I'm shocked I was shocked like <laughs> when I watched it I was like can't believe we, we still able to get these jokes off in 2023 so I thought it was hilarious though I enjoyed the coupling of the three um guys Bill Burr Bonnie I said Bonnie Bobby Cannavale and Bokeem Woodbine and it was it was it was a fun it was a fun ride as inappropriate as some of it was. So we're gonna talk about that next week, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed the ride, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Loki was about to ask one of the uh, guys to join us again for this recap to get their take, but I think it's it's gonna be fun just hearing from us and our perspective on old dads. You so. know. Just for everyone who's listening, when we recap, we talk about the movies, but we have wonderful tangents. We do. (laughs) And honestly, there have been projects that we both did not enjoy, but the conversation was great. Uh, So, and then of course, when we love something, it's even better. So yeah, it'll be fun. It will be. All right, guys, stay tuned for that. We'll be back on Tuesday. In the meantime, as always, be blessed. Bye.